You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. And everybody... From Philadelphia, 76 hertz, the beat. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another Sixers playoff Twitter spaces presented by Bet Parks. I'm Lauren Rosen. Matt Murphy and Devon Givens are joining me momentarily to talk all things Eastern Conference semifinal matchup. The Sixers and the Miami Heat will get started this evening in Miami. The vibes are high. They were high at practice yesterday. They're high this morning at shoot-around. If you hear ambient noise on my end, some ball bouncing noise perhaps, uh, I am in the back of house here at the arena as the Sixers get their shoot-around underway. The first of potentially many in this series. Uh, Matt and Devon and I are going to answer any questions that you guys have, so send us send us those in our DMs. You can also comment on the Sixers' latest tweet. We want to make sure that you guys get all the content you're looking for in the next 30 minutes or so. So without further ado, I think I can welcome in my guests, Matt Murphy, Devon Givens. Good morning. How are we feeling, guys? Hey guys, how's it going? Lauren, what's the vibe at Shootaround? You're, you're there, you're in the building. I believe media has concluded. So what is the latest being said by the Sixers group? Matt, the vibe is pretty similar to, to what it was yesterday. And we can get it, off, get it right out there off the top. Joel Embiid not expected to be available for the 76ers dealing with that orbital fracture and mild concussion. So the Sixers are adopting, as they have all season long, by the way, a next man up mentality. We heard George Niang talk about it yesterday at practice. This morning, Tyrese Maxey and B-Ball Paul addressed the media and gave similar thoughts. This is a team that's not counting itself out. And all those players agree with one, James Harden, who also spoke yesterday and is very ready for an opportunity like this one. He's a top 75 player on the NBA's top 75 list for a reason. He has excelled in big moments. He was wonderful for the Sixers in game six. And this is a big opportunity for a guy like James Harden, one of the all-time greats, to step up big 
this is why you bring a guy like James Harden to the 76ers. So this is a big, big time opportunity for the group as a whole. And they are not scared. This is not a group that's feeling like they can't get the job done tonight in Miami in game one. Well, hey, guys, good morning. Um, glad to always be with you and very excited about tonight. Looking forward, especially after hearing that, Lauren, of how the team is feeling, how they're feeling they come together, even in the absence of Joel Embiid, a big test in Miami against the number one seed. But this is why you make a deal like you do around the trade deadline for someone like James Harden, for him to step up like he did in game six. And now with the unfortunate uh, status of Joel, Joel Embiid right now, uh, James Harden to maybe flashback a little bit to that type of player that we saw in, in Houston as much as he can pull that out of the, out of his hat uh, for this team tonight and see everyone else step up in the moment as well. Going to be some big five minutes available. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris had a tremendous series against the Raptors. Looking forward to see how it all now moves over to this round number two against the Miami Heat. Before we get into questions and comments from the listeners, again, you can click on our icons and send us a DM. I feel like we owe the podcast audience a little more color on the Raptors series. We were here live on Spaces, so if you're exclusively a Twitter Spaces listener, we covered a lot of the, the Raptors series and closing thoughts there over the weekend. But I think we can go high level maybe. In this space, we usually talk about the box score from the previous game and we're on after Sixers wins, but in this case, not coming off a game the day before. Maybe we can audible and call this space a high-level takeaway from the Toronto series just so we cover that ground for the podcast listeners on the 76ers Insiders podcast. So maybe we can go around the horn with what we talked about on Saturday and talk about maybe our our top takeaway or two from the Sixers beating the Raptors in the 4-5 round one series before we get into questions about the Heat series, Heat game one, all of that. Where would you go with that, Lauren? Yep, no doubt about it. So listen, for those of you that are here as Spaces listeners for the first time, I had a couple first-time listener DMs, which we really appreciate. If you have to jump off early, this will be available, as Matt mentioned, on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed. So make sure you're following that wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you joined us late, the beginning of this show will be available on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed. Those are also presented by Bet Parks as we go along in this playoff run. So we're very much looking forward to having as many of you with us as possible on Spaces, on the podcast, or wherever we can meet you. Just let us know. Uh, because we love to do these with you guys. I'm going to go ahead and, and just give you some general stats from round one. Joel Embiid, obviously, was, was the team's leading scorer, leading rebounder in those first six games of this playoff series. Joel finished the series averaging 26.2 points and 11.3 rebounds per game. But there were other really big-time contributors from whom we have seen bigger contributions this season when Joel has been unavailable. So let's look at the top three contributors outside of Joel Embiid in that first series. And as I go through these, if you guys have questions, thoughts, anything to add, remember to keep sending us those DMs and those comments. Appreciate the ones that we have. We're going to get to a few of them in just a second. Uh, but Tyrese Maxey was the second leading scorer in round one. He played it. He played and started in all six games, 21.3 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, 4.8 assists per game. That's the second highest assisting total on the team, second only to James Harden, who led the team in assists in round one with 10.2 assists per game. He averaged 19.10 assist double 
double-double in that first series, but also averaged five rebounds and 1.2 blocks, plus a steal per game. Tobias Harris, who Doc Rivers following game six said might have been the MVP of that first-round series due to how solid and consistent he was across all six performances. Tobias averaged 17.8 points per game. He averaged 9.5 rebounds per game, a sneaky good rebounding series from Tobias Harris in round one, 2.8 assists per game. 0.7 steals per game and 1.2 blocks per game. So between the three of them, a lot of productivity. They each had huge nights on different nights as well. So more opportunities for the three of them, of course. And then, Matt, I know we'll dive into the bench as well, but George Niang showed some great run. Danny Green was phenomenal in the starting lineup uh, in round one. Expect to see a lot more Matisse Thibel in this series. Expect to continue seeing guys like Shake Milton. And then, of course, we haven't even talked about B-Ball Paul yet, and that's going to be a, a huge area of focus for this team as they dive into that backup center availability. The bigs that have stayed ready, that's a, that's a topic that we actually haven't touched yet, and I'll touch really quickly. DeAndre Jordan addressed media. Paul Reed has addressed media. We haven't heard from Paul Millsap or Charles Bassey lately, but both of them also expected to be available in this series. And Doc Rivers said it's all about just making sure we can put all the minutes together give Miami as many different looks as possible and be creative with that group. DeAndre talked about the fact that this is why you stay ready in the NBA. He didn't see much run. He hardly saw any in round one, but he's the ultimate pro. He's been ready. He's stayed ready, as has Paul Millsap and Doc Rivers credited all four of them. Charles Bassey, of course, coming back from an injury, uh, but Doc credited all four of them for their ability to stay ready and the different looks that they can offer against a team like the Miami Heat. You cannot replace an MVP candidate, but those guys are going to do their best to try so I think I just ran through the entirety of the uh, rotation and if I missed great. anybody <laughs> if I missed anybody it's an accident uh, but Matt when I when I run through all of that what what jumps off immediately to you and then and then Devon what will you be looking at sort of reflecting on what happened in round one and moving forward into round two well you finished with the the bench and rewinding back to game six and when we gathered for Sixers spaces after the Game 6 win to advance to this Miami series, Honest sent in a note on Friday saying Danny Green was immense, all caps, in the first half of Game 6. So I wanted to circle back to that one. And I did get a question from Kevin about Paul Reed's time with the Bluecoats, which I would like to touch on in a few minutes as we fully shift gears into this Miami Heat series. I think my... Top takeaway from the Raptors series would be how well the Sixers shot the ball. They finished the series 229 for 469, better known as about 49%, a little less than 49% over the course of the series, 50% or greater in four of the six games. And individuals that you spoke about, Embiid shot it over 50%, as you would expect, but Tobias Harris was 52% from the field in the series and Tyrese Maxey was 51% from the field and they both shot it really well from three point range too. So I think it would just be the, the quality of looks and the amount that they knocked down to build that momentum heading into round two. What about you, Devon? What are you thinking? Uh, I'll stay with, uh, go with the individual and talk about Tobias Harris with uh, his overall solid production with uh, the point total that he averaged in the rebounds as well where he was second on the team behind Embiid and rebounding because he was so key in helping out on the glass. And not only because of how he showed it and what he did, but then also we talked about in previous spaces was 
his defensive play and the effort that he gave on that end and arguably uh, his best defensive performance that we've seen in the Sixers uniform. Doc Rivers spoke about how this is probably the best two-way play that he's seen from Harris, even dating back to his Clipper days. So it's very encouraging because of what we're about to walk into tonight with the Miami Heat beginning this second round series with multiple players again who are versatile, who can do a lot of different things, and Tobias Harris has to dig in as that defender on the perimeter and continue to do that. He also has to help out on the glass with the absence of Joel Embiid and scoring. So all three facets of the game that we saw, of his game that we saw in that Raptors series, will now have to translate again, not only because of the confidence level that he has, but now out of necessity with Joel Embiid absent and knowing that he can score the ball, rebound the ball, and showing us that he can defend. The other part of it was, as we talked about it on Saturday after they clinched the series, which was James Harden setting that tone the way that he did with the 10 points and five assists in the first quarter. And as a result, now again, in the absence of Joel Embiid, he has to take his game to a different level, just a little bit, still be a facilitator, but now he has to score the ball again. And he was very aggressive. His only miss was a layup that we typically see James Harden make. So uh, that that game also not only closed out that series, but it gave us a little bit of a, a template of what we could see from those players in particular heading into this series and this game tonight. Hey, it's Joe Conklin. Join me for Conklin's Comedy Night at Parks Casino, the number one casino in Pennsylvania and the official local casino partner of your Philadelphia 76ers. Tune in to 76ers games for special Parks Casino offers for fans. Watch all the action on the big screens in the Liberty Bell Gastro Pub or the Beer Garden. And come see me live with comedians from all across the country in 360 at Parks Casino. Visit parkscasino.com for tickets. Must be 21 or over. Game to I think with that, we can go ahead and start jumping into our questions. We've gotten some great ones this morning, and they are very much appreciated. As always, if you want to send a question, you can send a DM to either myself, Matt, or Devon. You can also comment on the Sixers' latest tweet. But there has been a lot of great questions so far, and I think maybe we should actually start here. Uh, John asks, even though all of the ESPN analysts say Miami is going to win the series, what are your thoughts, and what do you think the Sixers have to do to get it done? It's a great question, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and take a page out of their book. This is not a team that feels that they can't win this series. This is a confident team that has shown, by the way, that they can beat this Miami team, even when shorthanded. We'll talk about that in a second. But this is a team that knows that, that different guys have been able to step up on different nights all season long. They played a healthy stretch without Joel Embiid, well, when Joel was not healthy earlier in the season, uh, but still was able to, to cobble together wins. And that was pre-James Harden. That was before this team had gelled to the extent that they have now. So to me, I'll take a page out of their book. I'll ride their confidence uh, as long as, as we need to. And look, the, the, the series doesn't start until the away team steals a game, right? That's, what some, that's something you hear over and over and over again during the playoffs, Danny Green said it last series after game three. So when you look at the opportunity that the Sixers have tonight, Monday in Miami and Wednesday in Miami as well, get one of those, maybe get both of them. And this is an entirely different series from what you're reading on the internet. And of course, I'm biased. I love this team. I cover this team. I believe in this team. But from what I've seen, there's lots of reason to believe in this team and what they're able to do. So very much looking forward to seeing who among that group, like we've talked about, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, one, if not all of them, are going to have to emerge in order to get a win on the road in the playoffs. But I have heavy faith that either or any of those guys could do it perhaps on the same night. So to me, 
I have the confidence in one of that group emerging either tonight or Wednesday or both. And if you get great performances out of all three of them, this is a team that's going to be tough to beat independently of what's going on in that backup center rotation. So those are the reasons why I feel uh, some confidence and, and some reason to be excited about what's to come for this team. But that's sort of high level. Matt, Devon, I'm not sure if you guys want to dive little nitty gritty or, or if you guys disagree with me. Let me know. No, I agree. And I think that's been the focus of so many people's conversations is stealing one on the road. And I think the question then becomes, what is the most important thing in the effort to do that? Right, Devon? So like, how can they get this done? And if people aren't listening to this on time, then game one might already be in the books if you're not live with us on on Twitter. But we know that the Heat aren't perfectly healthy themselves their injury report is a lot longer now a lot of those guys have played in recent games but we do know heading into game one that Kyle Lowry is out with a left hamstring strain so everyone's talking about stealing a game on the road out of the first two Devon but the the question really is what's the most important thing for them the Sixers to do that for me uh, number one thing is to value the basketball they cannot turn the basketball over at a higher rate and allow Miami to get out in the open floor and get easy buckets or to have 10 to 12 more field goal attempts than, than they do. So valuing the basketball is important. As we know, we've seen it over the course of the season. We saw it in the Toronto Raptors season. That's one thing they have to do. Defending in transition, they have to, again, slow down the Miami Heat in transition. While they're not a big transition team, you don't want to give them those opportunities. And closing out on the three-point line, because they have some really, really good guys, especially coming off the bench with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, arguably the sixth man of the year. You have to make sure that you, you defensively f- locate those shooters and, and not allow them to get loose behind the three-point line. And hey, when we're talking about the Sixers, we also have to include Gabe Vincent. For whatever reason, Gabe Vincent turns into Kyle Lowry when he plays the 76ers, and you have to focus on him as well. So valuing the basketball and defensively doing their part and closing out on those shooters and limiting their transition opportunities. And then, and then on the other end, you just have to simply execute. Doc Rivers talks about it all the time. They have to execute their plays, their sets that they run, and make sure that they get a quality shot with their looks, especially knowing that the coaching staff has to change things a bit because Joel Embiid is not going to be there. So curious to see how they do it, how they decide to run the offense. It was encouraging also to see them beat Miami in the last game in March. So something for them to go off of. Uh, in the with Kyle Lowry out, who was in that game, he, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler all scoring 20-plus in that game. They found something, too, in attacking Tyler Hero. You find him again, search him, find him, exploit that matchup, and, and get those buckets. The other thing about a panel of experts all picking against you is that sometimes that can, A, serve as... Uh, bulletin board material but after the fact if the series goes the way the Sixers want it to go some funny posts can come out of that on social media as well we've seen that time and time before when all of the analysts are picking against a certain team and the other team's logo is up there or the other team's name is up there across the board that's not always a good thing so just something for everyone to keep in the back of their mind 
not the players. They've got plenty to focus on. But as a fan base, when it's 19 nothing on a certain site in favor of the Heat, that's something that uh, won't go away. It won't be erased from the Internet as the series progresses. But I know we want to keep the questions rolling. Is it B-Ball Paul time yet, Lauren? I would say so, Matt Murphy. Thank you so much for that segue. Chris says, I, Chris, by the way, whose who's handle is at Philly Ball. I like that. That's almost as good as the handle of the question he asks about at B-Ball Paul. Uh, Chris says, do you think Paul Reed is ready to step up? Also, could Charles Bassey get playing time in this series, do you think? It's a great question. Doc Rivers has indicated, like I said earlier, that there's a chance that all four of the, of the bigs in that backup rotation uh, could get some time, and that, of course, includes Paul Reed, who plays played the primary backup role in round one, but plus DeAndre Jordan, Paul Millsap, and Charles Bassey, who has been recovering and returning from injury over these last few days. But Matt Murphy is sort of our resident b-ball Paul expert. He's been with b-ball Paul from day one, and nobody knows his game quite like Matt does. So, so Matt, what do you like about, about this opportunity for Paul? A, uh, the challenge ahead for Paul, B, and then sort of how he could match up with, with the bigs on the other end of the floor in this one? Well, a couple of things we know about Paul. Well, the, the top thing is that he has a supreme confidence and he is not going to be afraid of the moment. And he's not a rookie, so he's had some time to kind of feel out the professional game and get some reps under his belt. He didn't come into the league as the perfect player ready to fill Joel Embiid's shoes in a situation like this. No one could could do that. And that's not what they're asking. But I think... The way that he believes in himself is important because the stage might not be too big for him. And his minutes are in all likelihood going to go up again. If if we're if you're getting us after game one, we'll know a lot more about how Paul's impact might go in this series, how many minutes he played and all of that. But recording this prior to game one, I think the confidence is the first thing. I think the shooting is another if if you exclusively have watched Paul Reed play on the Sixers. He hasn't taken as many threes or made as many threes in less minutes. On the Blue Coats, he was taking about four a game, and this is over the course of two seasons in the G League. Not a full season in year two, but he was the MVP in year one. He played a good amount of games this past season in the G League with the Delaware Blue Coats. He took about four attempts per game from three in both seasons, and he shot 44% from three in both seasons. This year, it was a little bit of a slower start at the G League level to see that three-point percentage climb, but that's not the smallest of sample sizes, especially when you factor it out over the course of multiple years. And to be right on that 44% number, I think if he can make a couple early in the series, it's not going to change the way Miami plays. I don't think I think they'll live with Paul taking as many threes as is necessary in the way that their scheme sets up. But just know that he can knock them down, and I think he'll shoot it with confidence. So that's where I would go with that. And the the bottom line is you know he's going to bring the energy, the confidence, maybe an underrated shooter, and he's going to bring the energy on both sides of the floor. A really good rebounder, especially on the offensive end. So I think that all those things coupled together, but especially the energy – Um, If the shot's falling or not, there's no substitute for playing hard. And I think his energy can be infectious. So that's what I'm looking for from Paul Reed. And we'll see how many minutes he plays at the start of this series. 
Lots of questions about one James Harden. So I want to go ahead and kick this to you, Devon. Mar asks, how do you think James Harden is going to play in this series? And Devon, I know that you've been a fan of the game for a long time. You've watched James Harden's career, as have I. I grew up in Houston, Texas, watching him uh, in his MVP days and and now seeing some flashes of, of how he looked then now, especially if you look at game six. So to me, there's a lot to be excited about from James Harden, who's really focused right now. It really struck me in, in media availability yesterday how seriously he's taking everything, how confident he is, but also how meticulous he is in his preparation, hearing George talk about the way that he prepares mentally and the way that he studies the game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what James Harden is able to do for, honestly, perhaps the first time as a, as a true primary option for this Sixers team. But Devon, uh, what do you think What do you think about, about what we're going to see from the beard over these next few important days? That's the intriguing part uh, of this whole thing is, is him kind of flashing back to being the primary option and and the head coach already pointing it out that they're going to lean on him heavily in, in doing so. And I, I am also uh, looking forward to seeing it because what we have seen is we know that he's a facilitator and he can set up his teammates and get them some very good looks. And he's done that uh, as the point guard during his time out the 20 plus in the regular season, the six games against the Raptors averaging, averaging the 10 assists. But he still did so by averaging 18, 19 points a game, 22 during the regular season. And I don't see I don't see any reason why he can't do that again, even with the defensive assignment that will probably be on him, which is uh, Jimmy Butler or P.J. Tucker. I guess they would lean more towards Jimmy Butler in this one and how he's able to do it. He can figure out their defense. And I do believe because of his high basketball IQ that he will be able to figure it out. So. The point total, I think, will be there. I think he'll up it a little bit. And this is what many have wanted to see. I know you guys have seen it just uh, on social media here on the spaces and me doing the radio show that people want to see that type of James Harden flashback to those Houston days, Lauren, that you grew up watching. And I don't know that that's in there to get 30 plus or to even get high 30 there. But if he can consistently shoot at a high clip, and make those good decisions, not turn the basketball over while still being someone who can assist the basketball and manipulate the defense and helping his other teammates out that will need it. Matisse Thibault, Danny Green, uh, Paul Reed, potentially, and some of the other centers who will be taking those five minutes. That's the part that I'm looking forward and seeing how the balance and how the balance will be for him in turning that switch on, if you will, of getting back to the score and balancing it again with the distributor that we know he has been with this team. As we get ready to wrap up, I want to go ahead and just sort of kick it back to you guys as we look forward to game one this evening in Miami. I'll go ahead and and actually go through the, we haven't talked a ton about the Miami Heat, but I think it's worth going through their injury report because it's a little bit more colorful than the 76ers is. And of course, you never know exactly how this is going to shake out by the time the ball goes up. But a lot of sort of optionality potentially for the Sixers to take advantage of tonight should anyone on this injury report that is listed as questionable currently ends up being out. So I'm going to go through the Miami Heat injury report. This is what I'm watching for tonight. And then I'd like to see uh, Devon, Matt, what you guys are watching for before we wrap this one up. The Sixers, of course, Joel Embiid is out uh, due to that facial fracture and concussion. Charles Bassey, though, has been upgraded to questionable. That was right shoulder soreness. And now let's talk about the Miami Heat. 
Kyle Lowry is out. We've known that for for a day or so at this point uh, due to a left hamstring strain. And then the following players are all questionable. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Markeith Morris, Max Struess, and P.J. Tucker, all questionable. And of course, you expect some, if not most, if not all of those players to end up playing. But not knowing exactly what you're preparing for is an interesting challenge for the 76ers this morning who are still in their shoot around as we're having this conversation. Um, and, and you never know what that's going to mean for the defenders that you talked about, Devon. What's Danny Green going to be t- tasked with? Where will Tobias Harris go after such an important defensive performance in round one? Who is he going to be assigned to? Uh, as these days in round two progress. And then, of course, what role is is Matisse Theibel going to play? Who are you going to stick him on and for how long? Um, A lot of interesting questions that will be answered by the time that the game gets underway tonight, but that's definitely something that I'm going to be looking at uh, as we get closer to tip-off. Matt, Devon, I'm going to let you guys tell us what you're watching for before we wrap this one up. No Kyle Lowry to start the series for Miami, as you just said. So I'm looking at Tyrese Maxey. Can he build off... Game six against Toronto. Can he build off the last regular season meeting against the Heat? 85 points for Tyrese in the four regular season meetings against Miami. Again, not a whole lot that you can take from the regular season series, but he did play in all those games. He did have the monster outing without Embiid and Harden. So I'm looking at Tyrese Maxey, especially against the Miami Heat, the way that their injury report looks right now. I'm looking and leaning more towards Matisse Thibel. He's available. He's going to be there for the games and uh, the half-court set that we know that Miami, again, likes to run a lot of split action stuff, the movement that they have, the veterans that they have on the floor, and then the shooters. Tobias Harris, as we talked about, he was great in that round one series as a defender. Danny Green was a good team defender as well, had some good individual moments as a uh, perimeter defender. But now you're going to need Matisse Thibel, not only for those starters, but as we mentioned earlier, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson coming off the bench, the sharpshooters that they are and how they can score in bunches and score very quickly. Matisse Thibel is extremely important. So um, hopefully that he can get his feet back underneath him after seeing him for only three games in the first round and be available for them this round because they're going to need him defensively against the squad and mixing in whatever he can offensively, cutting, making himself backdoor available, hitting the middle of the paint and flashing for some easy looks and finishing and hopefully knocking down a couple of outside shots as well. Could go a long way for this series. And it's an interesting uh, player to bring up because of how well Matisse was playing alongside James Harden early in James's days. The two of them sort of starting to develop a chemistry together. And then we talked about Paul Reed as well, watching the way that Paul Reed has played with James Harden together offensively in that first round series. So very much looking forward to seeing, as we've talked about, James as a more primary option in this series, how he continues to gel with those younger players and, and figure out ways to make them better the way that we've seen him do for guys across this roster that's without even mentioning the the game that he's developing alongside Tyrese Maxey the two of them developing a really cool mentor mentee relationship out there on the court so for me it continues to be about James Harden but it also continues to be about what he's able to bring out of his other players and teammates and those guys have been really excited over the last couple months about what James Harden has been able to bring out of them and ways that he can unlock different parts of their games so 
Game one tips off tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. This one will be on TNT or 97.5 The Fanatic if you want to listen along. Matt, Devon, and I will hope to be back with you guys tomorrow for a post Sixers win Twitter space also presented by Bet Parks. But either way, we will be back with you before game two to discuss all things game two and the series ahead. Guys, we really appreciate all the questions that you have sent us. We have loved engaging with you all season long, and we don't intend to stop anytime soon. Round one begins tonight in Miami. Guys, really appreciate you joining me. I'm Lauren Rosen. This has been a Sixers Twitter space in the playoffs presented by Bet Parks. We appreciate you all. Guys, I appreciate you, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.